0: on Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening and welcome to the Lockdown Pistons podcast, your episode for Friday, August 17th and a heartfelt goodbye to Aretha Franklin. Rest in peace to the Queen of Soul. This is your boy Matt Shook, a sports writer here In the Motor City covering the NBA for the Associated Press and the Detroit News. A Pistons follower my whole life and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thank you for making us part of your daily routine. And thanks to the new listeners and the rest of you guys for spreading the word as well. We really appreciate it. That's how we grow and that's how we're going to take it to the next level here on the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Today, got a little bit of a beef that I have here late on this Thursday night as I record this. But we're also going to talk about a gimmick that I need your help with. This week, and also look ahead to the Pistons GT quarterfinal game in the NBA 2K League inaugural playoffs. That quarterfinal game will be tonight. But first, as I mentioned, a sad day in Detroit is the Queen of Soul. Aretha Franklin has died age 76. Respect, natural woman, something he can feel. The list goes on and on of songs, and I encourage you to spend some time with the catalog in these next few days. As the remembrance and memories will be poured through uh, the media and, and everyone that we follow on Twitter and all that good stuff that we get our information from, take the time, listen to the music as I have tonight, and uh, you know, get to understand what we've lost and uh, what uh, an accomplished singer and performer. Uh, that she was and and symbol for the city of Detroit as well. A Rock and Roll Hall of Famer and a Detroit icon, a Detroiter that we should celebrate and remember, especially in these coming days immediately following her passing. Now, again, I'm 35 years old. I did not I was not around her during her heyday. Uh, Obviously uh, older folks than me will remember her a lot more in terms of her prime and all that stuff. But we We still know the music. We remember it and we listen to it often. We'll continue to even after her passing. Every conversation in the city of Detroit on Thursday Um, started with uh, words about Aretha and probably most of them here in the suburbs and throughout the state as well but particularly in the city of Detroit so from the Lockdown Pistons podcast as little um, as that might mean uh, to the greater world in the greater city of Detroit but and from Detroit fans everywhere as well thank you to Aretha Franklin for sharing um, her gift and giving us so much great music over the years you will be missed full stop there however and there is a part of me that doesn't even want to bring this up, but I thought about it and I will because I think it's emblematic of maybe something that's relevant to the Detroit Pistons and the state of this team. Not one single current member of the Detroit Pistons who are pretty much to a man, pretty active and savvy with their social media. Got the the Instagram produced videos of Stanley Johnson uh, with his uh, workouts in the off season and all that stuff. And, and their messaging and their social media, pretty adept guys with it. Not one tweet, not one Instagram post, Nothing about the Queen of Soul. And he couldn't even have knocked out a retweet of the Pistons' account, which tweeted a memory uh, of her at the Palace of Auburn Hills, and then NBA TV, which played the tape of Aretha Aretha singing the national anthem before Game 5 of the NBA Finals in 2004. Where's the publicist for these guys? Where's the wife or the girlfriend who can nudge them and say, you know, you're a celebrity in a city that just lost someone very important to them. Maybe you should acknowledge it. Where's the team or whoever with the Pistons? Whoever is the liaison between management, ownership, and the players who can get in that group text and suggest that maybe someone should pass something along? What about Andre Drummond? Not just the face of the team, but supposedly a Detroit musician himself. Instagrammed a goofy picture of himself on Thursday looking funny at a past Christmas. Lots of retweets lately from fans who liked his rap album that he released a few days ago. Uh, Blake Griffin. A really good player, but I think we all deep down maybe know already that the chances of this guy ever becoming a beloved Detroiter are basically slim and none. If we're really being honest about that guy in this town, and that's not even necessarily a knock on that guy or this town, but it takes a type, and I don't really see how that happens here. I could be wrong. I hope I am, but it doesn't look promising in the early going for Blake Griffin and his relationship with the city of Detroit. And I know this is in some ways, the hot take of hot takes for me. And you're probably not used to me uh, coming out and then, you know, spewing fire or whatever you might hear on the radio sometimes. And this individual occasion isn't the biggest issue in the world. And I'm not trying to make it into that. It's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things. And maybe, like I said, maybe I should be talking about stuff like this on afternoons on 97, Won the ticket or something like that. But I will say this. Maybe the part that bothers me more is that a guy, I feel like I, I follow this team pretty closely, really closely. Uh, maybe I have the, my pulse on the team more so than the average fan, maybe as good as you can in some ways without being a beat writer of the group or whatever, around them physically all the time, getting to know them and having personal relationships with the players and whatnot. But given that I follow this team so closely, I'm not surprised at all that none of them reached out or said anything like that. I don't feel the connection between this team and its players and the city of Detroit and even the state of Michigan as well. And I know that some of this stuff kind of goes together. The crowds aren't there because they aren't winning basketball games. Wins would bring the crowds And the crowds would bring the connection, and it all kind of meshes together in that way if the ball gets rolling the right way. And that's clearly the biggest thing. The connection would be stronger. Um, See, I was there when Chauncey Billups came back for the Big Three about a month ago, one of the first times that he'd been in Little Caesars Arena since it opened. There's a tangible feeling there. He went on and on about how much he loved the city. He got the big ovation from whoever was there at the Little Caesars Arena. When he talked to the media afterwards, he said, you know, I love you guys, talking to the media. And obviously he was sending a message, to the fans too, but you felt that he was talking to guys like Rod Beard who covered him with the Detroit News and some of the television announcers in the back from the sports journalists that covered Chauncey back then too. Um, Isaiah Thomas, same way. Isaiah acknowledged the passing of the Queen of Soul on Twitter. This is an older guy who's not as savvy and adept uh, of using social media as some of the current Pistons. He changed his Twitter profile to a picture of him and Aretha. And I know that Isaiah apparently was very close To aretha franklin as a friend he said on uh, cnn on thursday night that he's known her since 1983 so i know it's a little bit different of a situation there and the generational thing is part of it too isaiah tweeted rest in peace dear friend i will remember your wisdom laughter and music that you gave us end quote there and like i said i know some of this is generational these these current players are guys in their 20s and early 30s they didn't grow up on aretha franklin music like isaiah would have on the west side of Chicago. But where's the awareness? And I'm not trying to go Pat Caputo and say that these guys should be here at the Palace practice facility all summer, but this is a layup, guys. It's a chance to build some goodwill and show that you're aware of what's going on back in the city of Detroit. You know what the people are feeling. You know the vibe of what's going on. I was driving around the city today You turn on any radio station, AM, FM, the country radio stations, the rock and roll radio stations. That's all anyone was talking about was Aretha Franklin. Stations that don't play uh, her music ever, Um, they were going to play some music that day, and they're going to continue to do it over these next few days. Um, This is the NBA NBA team that I'm talking about here. This is mostly black guys in a city of mostly black people in this inner city of Detroit. Uh, Nowhere is Aretha Franklin's loss being felt more profoundly than in the city of Detroit, uh, more so than here where I tape this podcast in the suburbs. Uh, I grew up on Aretha a little, uh, but more Bob Seger, to be honest, as I sit here in the suburbs. But And Aretha wasn't a saint. We've, we've heard stories about her uh, maybe being a diva to the max, a little bit uh, maybe pushing the envelope and diva hood a little bit, but it's it's some of the endearing parts of her too in some of those ways. She's purely a part of Michigan and more specifically part of the city of Detroit. Is this, team, is this team part of the city of Detroit? I guess time maybe will tell a little bit on that and certainly the wins will help, but just a missed opportunity from the Pistons players and whoever happened to be the ones around the Pistons players, the agents who say, hey, you know, um, maybe... Throw up something on Twitter about some uh, your favorite Aretha song, or some things that you're thinking about, or your memories that you have of listening to her music, and, and maybe that stuff will come. Maybe I'm uh, maybe the first twenty four hours isn't quite that time for some people, but uh, again. You just would have liked to have seen something. Again, time will tell if this uh, this team becomes part of Detroit. Am, am I wrong out there? I mean, and again, I'm I'm sure there's a large percentage of you to think I'm overreacting to this instance. And I I'm, I'm I'm trying to sell it, tell you that I, I I don't really think that this is such a big deal in and of itself. It's a missed opportunity. It's a mistake on these guys' part. However. I just think it's emblematic of where I think this team is in terms of the connection with this town. Am I wrong? Is, is this Detroit's team? Is Andre Drummond? Um, and, and again, he, he released the rap album on Friday. He did it in the city of Detroit right downtown uh, at a club down there. Uh, I wasn't there. There was about 100 people there. Kudos to him for doing that. He had his mom there as well. Um, Talked about how much uh, in song that uh, she means to him, and that's great. Uh, Andre Drummond certainly a very likable guy in pretty much, uh, from all I can tell anyway, but just uh, maybe a little bit aloof sometimes. And maybe that's kind of what I'm getting at with the entire team is that a feeling of aloofness with this team in this town. Um, maybe, maybe it changes, and maybe that's something that develops over town. Maybe you get the, the ball rolling. Maybe these guys are uh, become maybe more a part of the fabric of this town than they are now. Or maybe I'm wrong. Let me know on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore for that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'm way off base here. And uh, we'll come back on next week and apologize because 100% of you guys disagree with me that I'm making something out of completely nothing at this point. But we're going to be talking about our new gimmick, the Pistons, all Pistons teams that I need your help on. A little exercise we're going to do here, but hey, you've heard me talk about advertising, and guess what? I'm going to actively be looking for advertisers now that I'm back in Detroit. If your company wants to reach that key demo of men between the ages of 18 and 44, provincial Pistons fans that probably have ties to Metro Detroit and an interest in spending their dollars locally, you should be sponsoring Lockdown Pistons. Ninety eight percent men listen, and eighty percent of those between the ages of eighteen to forty-four. All sorts of daily dedicated listeners all over this the state, the country, and the globe. If you're interested in reaching that group, email me at Matt underscoreshook S C H O C H at Yahoo.com to find out more. Yeah! A little bit later on, we're going to look ahead to the Pistons GT team heading into the NBA 2K League playoffs today, give you all the details you need to know about that. But first, we're going to do our own little gimmick here on Locked on Pistons, kind of inspired this week by the Athletics 25 Under 25 Detroit sports athletes that we talked about on Wednesday's podcast, or I'm sorry, Thursday's podcast a little bit. Also, the Free Press earlier this summer did the greatest of all time GOAT tournament series for Detroit athletes that I think uh, went over pretty well for the fans with them. But it's time for our own off-season pastime where we're going to do the all-time All-Pistons team, the same format of all NBA teams, three teams uh, I'm looking for for all the voters out there who are going to help out, whether by emailing me at matt underscore shook S-C-H-O-C-H, at yahoo.com, Send me, uh, you can at me uh, on a message on Twitter. You can send it through Facebook to Matt Shook. You can uh, send it through private message through Twitter as well. Um, however you uh, are more comfortable doing it, whether uh, post it under this episode here on the Facebook page, you can do that as well. I'll throw some names out there on Twitter. So what we're looking for is your top five uh, first team, the second team, and the third team. So five teams on a piece. I'm not putting a whole lot of criteria on it. You can kind of do whatever you want, whether it's the – you know types of players who just played on the Pistons a little bit and had strong NBA careers but for me I think it, the most obvious criteria is the best Pistons career now a guy like Dennis Rodman might get a little bit extra boost from the success he had outside of Detroit but uh, but mostly just the kind of success that they had in Detroit is kind of the spirit of what we're looking for but again do whatever you want with it i'll throw some names out there on twitter and a note on friday to kind of get you guys started my list it, it, it's just kind of a list not not my vote i'll i'll send out my vote Um, as we talk about it a little bit more next week when I release what you guys think. But I'll include uh, on that list I put out on Friday, positions for uh, guys that I consider might be tweeners. Got like a Jerry Stackhouse, for instance, who's kind of a a combo guard slash forward. We're going to call him a forward for this exercise. Also, maybe there's some old school guys that you never watched play and don't know, for instance, what George Yardley's position is. I mean, who knows? But basketball reference says he's a forward forward. And that's good enough for me. So just like you are voting for the All-NBA team, give me five guys for the first team, five guys for the second team, five guys for the third team. If you can't come up with 15 players in Pistons history, that's fine too. Just send along a first team and or a second team, whatever you want. But the all-time Pistons, three five-man teams. And like I said, not a lot of criteria, but I am looking for Two guards, two forwards, and a center on each team. That doesn't necessarily mean I need a point guard and a shooting guard. You can put two point guards on each team. But two guards, two forwards, and a center. And like I said, I'll throw some names out there on Twitter and a note there that you can check out to kind of jog your memory, get you started. We'll put them in alphabetical order to not sway your vote. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. And Isaiah, Joe, Chauncey, Rip, Bing, Stackhouse. I mean, that's six guys right there leaving out Vinnie Johnson and Lindsey Hunter and Allen Houston and... And Reggie Jackson and it, those are just the guards so a lot of str- a lot of strength I've been looking at this list a little bit already a lot of strength with the guards and a lot of strength with the centers the forwards I'm interested to see where you guys come out on guys like Grant Hill is he a first team piston is he one of the two best forwards in Detroit Pistons history or do you lean more towards the the victories the championship teams the Ra- Rashid and Tayshon? Uh she didn't spend much time in Detroit but he was obviously memorable for the Detroit fan base Buddha Edward At at forward Dennis Rodman who only spent like I said about the first half of his career here before moving on to greener pastures in some ways to uh, well more exciting pastures I guess for his his headlines and tabloids but Tobias Harris only here for a few years I can't imagine he gets too many votes but maybe you younger guys uh, have a soft spot for him. Guys like John Sally, Mark Aguirre, uh, champions there. Uh, Blake Griffin has only played a few uh, months with the Pistons, but maybe some of you feel like uh, what he did in Los Angeles, warrants selection on a team like this. A guy like Dave DeBuscher who was an NBA Hall of Famer but only spent the first half of his career in Detroit, but a Detroiter also himself. George Yardley, as we mentioned. Bailey Howell from the uh, early days of the Fort Wayne-slash-Detroit Pistons. Rick Mahorn, who won a title here. Kelly Tripucka, who put up big numbers. Bison Daly, Antonio McDyce. A lot of forwards out there, but not a lot of slam dunks for that first team, second team, or third team. Anxious to see where you guys fall on that. And really a four-man center unit that's going to be tough to leave one of these guys out, but we're going to have to do it when we make this team. Bob Lanier, Bill Lambeer, Andre Drummond, and Ben Wallace. Four really good players there, and we're going to leave one of them off of the first, second, and third team. So that's the, the Locked On Pistons, all Pistons teams that we're going to be putting together. I want to compile your votes and see what you think as far as the best Pistons 5, the second-best Pistons 5, and the third-best Pistons 5, maybe we'll throw some honorable mentions out there too. But I'm interested to see what you guys think. We're having a little fun in August with a little bit of an offbeat topic after I bummed you out with the Aretha Franklin and Detroit Pistons lack of connection to the city uh, monologue I went on earlier. So I'm also interested to hear what you have to say about that. But up next, we're going to look ahead to the Pistons GT team heading into the NBA 2K League playoffs today. Give you all to the details you need to know about that. We'll talk about that next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team every day. This weekend, the Lions are back in town for a Friday night game tonight against the Giants. You should be listening to the Locked On Lions podcast with Matt Derry of Detroit Radio. A daily look at the Leos. Check it out on the network. The number one local sports daily podcast network, the Locked On Network. New college podcasts coming soon. And a couple that will have ties to the local Michigan sports scene. You'll want to check that out for sure. But also this weekend, the NBA 2K League playoffs begin today for the Pistons GT team. A one-game elimination in the quarterfinals. Detroit will be taking on the Heat Check Gaming team at 7 p.m. tonight. You can check that out on Twitch. Pistons GT team, one of eight teams in the 17-team league to make the playoffs. The second of four quarterfinal games will be that 7 o'clock Eastern game tonight on Twitch against the Miami team. The Heat check. Gaming. The winners will move on and play in a best of three semifinal series on Saturday, also in New York. You could check that out throughout the day on Saturday as well. The following Saturday, the winners will advance to the best two out of three finals on August 23rd, next Saturday, for the title. Coach of the year, Dwayne Burton of the NBA 2K League, leads the Pistons GT team into action. This weekend, Ramo, uh, all those guys, uh, the Splash King, uh, Insanity, um, and uh, Matt, big uh, big Matt as well. Uh, Good luck to those guys. Uh, They beat the Heat early in the season, and they're gonna do it again, hopefully, and come back to Detroit after the weekend and get ready to play. For the title next week, Matt Rucks was the, the last name of, the, of Big Matt that I couldn't think of there. But good luck to those guys, and uh, hopefully they can uh, bring home a winner this weekend in New York. But uh, check those guys out, and also give us a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that, and also the Locked on Pistons Twitter feed. Give us a like on the Facebook page at Locked On Pistons Matt shook, and give us a rating and review on iTunes. Let me know what you thought about my thoughts about the silence from the Detroit Pistons current players on the death of a Detroit icon in Aretha Franklin. But more importantly, help me out with the exercise that I'm putting together, the all-Pistons team of all time. Give me your five-man votes for the first team, your five-man votes for the second team, and your five-man votes for the third team. One vote per person, please. We'll tally up the votes. And sometime next week as it rolls on, we will let you know how you guys voted, and I'll give my selections as well. And even more importantly than that, George Blaha, the voice of the Detroit Pistons, joining us on Monday for the first part of my interview with him, which I did a couple days ago. Looking forward to sharing that one with you guys and anxious to hear what you have to say about that one too. But this has been your boy, Matt Shook, the host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, telling you guys to enjoy the weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you next week.